You're listening to the Traffic and Leads Podcast, where we examine what is and isn't working in online marketing. Now, please welcome your host, online marketing expert, One Click Lindsay. Hey, party people. Welcome to the Traffic and Leads Podcast. I am your host, One Click Lindsay, and today I am interviewing Miss Karina Essa, the CEO of Social Media Worldwide. There's a ton of social media marketing companies out there, but I zeroed in on Karina and I wanted to have her on the show for a few really interesting reasons. First of all, she plans events for Mr. Harry Dent, a famous U.S. economist, for those that don't know. He holds worldwide events. He's pretty famous, and she's in charge for running Facebook ads to getting people to his live events. So today I pick her brain about how exactly she does that, what kind of cost per lead she's looking at, and what the funnel looks like. So if you're interested in filling any kind of live event, today's episode is for you. She also gives us a really interesting way of getting uh, more attention on her ads, I'll say. So I want you to listen in for that, what she does before she runs ads for her own company and for Mr. Harry Dent. It's really interesting. I hadn't heard of that process before and I actually tried it. So at the end of the podcast, I will tell you my results about that. Um, Before I bring her on, Make sure that you get signed up for the Ultimate Traffic and Leads Resource Membership Program. The prices are increasing. Right now, as of this recording, they're $50 a month. You don't have to sign a contract. What do you get for that? You get online trainings from yours truly. There's a ton of trainings in there from everything from Facebook pixels to search engine optimization. Second, you get access to our private Facebook group where me and my 10 traffic and lead specialists will hold your hand through this whole traffic and leads thing, which can be really overwhelming. Perhaps if you're not too technical, my tech guy will help you with MailChimp or Infusionsoft questions. Maybe your landing page is totally sucking. Um, I will get on and literally tell you what you can do to fix it. Or maybe the traffic you're running to it isn't great. So Traffic and Leads Ultimate Resource Membership Program will hold your hand through generating traffic and leads for your small business. Get signed up. Also, you get a once a month phone call with me. It's a group phone call. You can learn so much. This is a great program. Get signed up. Second, if you like the podcast, pretty please tell a friend or go give us a review on iTunes. If you like it, if you're learning things, I would sure appreciate it if you could do either one of those awesome things. Now, let's bring on Karina. Karina, thanks so much for coming on the Traffic and Leads podcast. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Sure. So today you're going to talk to us about a successful funnel that you created, and you're going to talk to us um, everywhere from the lead gen, uh, from the traffic driving part, clear through the lead gen part. So you did this for a famous economist, Mr. Harry Dent, correct? That's right. So um, Harry Dent is someone we bring to Australia every year because he's got a big following here in Australia. And uh, and we basically set, schedule seminars for his following. So he comes over once a year, usually around March um, or April. And um, we run about four 
four shows for him, so four seminars where he talks about the, the future of the economy, uh, the opportunities, things to look out for, uh, potential investments. And so he runs these events in America, but we don't handle the um, American side of his marketing. Uh, we just uh, we just have the right to to market him here in Australia. So uh, yeah. now, is it your is it your agency's responsibility to fill these events like through Facebook ads and traffic and all that other? Yes, all that's the... correct. Yes, so <laughs> Social Media Worldwide, which is my agency, um, is is basically not only do we handle logistics, so uh, organizing the events, putting them together, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, but also wow. filling the events. Yeah. Wow, and how many seats is that each time he comes? Well, it usually varies from about 150 to 200 per city. So it can vary depending on the city, depending on the day. But it's around 150 and 200 people usually per city. And we run it in four cities across Australia. Wow, very cool. Okay, I will let you keep telling us how, how you go about doing that. Well, first what we do, what we like doing is we like to put together a, a webinar just to warm up people. Uh, it's just to give them a bit of a taste of what Harry uh, knows and, and what he's about to reveal. So the webinar is free. We just capture people's names and emails. So that's the list building uh, process of the whole campaign and the you know building awareness um, part of the campaign. So that's the beginning stages. So what we do is we set up a webinar. It's usually a one-hour webinar where Harry just talks about, as I said, his area of expertise, which is the future of the economy. For example, the last webinar he did, he talked about the elections, the impact of who the president was going to be and the impact for countries, especially Australia, China, and things like that. So he, he gives a sort of overview um, without giving specific advice but just an overview as much as he can during that one hour webinar and what we do in order to build a list and build awareness and and create a sort of a buzz around uh, him is that we get a lot of joint venture partners to to promote that webinar and and a lot of people who have databases they're always um, looking for really good content that they can share to their database so which is great because we don't ask them to sell anything to their audiences just to share a really insightful free webinar from someone who's you know world renowned so usually it's not really hard to get people to happily promote this sort of webinar and it usually we say that look if, if you if you promote this webinar then uh, we, we will also promote you to our databases in exchange so usually it's really a win-win we make it a win-win so that usually creates a lot of leads for us so we get a you know, over a thousand people registering to the webinar. So that's a thousand people that we have we can market to for, for years to come. So that's the first phase, just to build that awareness, build the buzz, build a list really fast, uh, leveraging mm-hmm. other people. Mm-hmm. Then what we do is we then um, use that list we've built and for them to buy tickets to his events. So his events are $97. So they're not expensive, but they're not cheap either. Uh, so in order to sell these tickets, then from that list, we start emailing them. We start emailing them with special offers. So we'll start with, uh, you know, early bird ticket usually. So the early bird ticket uh, will probably be for 50% off. So it's a really, really good deal um, because we've noticed that with events, people tend to buy tickets really last minute. 
right? So uh, you might think that the event is not going to fill up right, you know, right until one week before the event. And for organizers, it can be really, really tricky because you need to know your numbers. You know, the, the venue is asking the numbers. You know, you need to know, well, you know, is, is, the, is the venue big enough, first of all? So it's really, really tricky for event organizers because people tend to buy tickets last minute. Uh, that's just how it is, right? So you have to do something really special beforehand, like early bird tickets to entice people to book now rather than later. So we will start emailing these people with um, with early bird discount coupons throughout, um, giving them some few tips. We'll probably uh, get Harry to shoot five-minute videos to share with people just as a teaser. So he'll give, you know, uh, five minutes worth of content and then he'll say oh by the way you know to find out more make sure you come to my upcoming event so we ask him to put together like snippets of content to drip feed to the to the people just to keep that momentum building so that's how we do that side of things when it comes to warm traffic because there's warm traffic and there's cold traffic so for warm traffic people have gone to the webinar they've heard him so it's pretty warm the the pretty big brand evangelists at that stage now for cold traffic because a lot of the ticket sales we we make are from cold traffic and so we use facebook ads we've tried all sorts of ads we've started we tried youtube ads uh we've tr we tried um google ads and they were just the leads were just too expensive so you you can get leads but not as cheaply as you can get from facebook so that's just how it is and, and I've noticed that I don't want to generalize because for some for, for some brands, you know, they absolutely love uh, Google AdWords and things like that. So I don't want to generalize. But for us, we just found that uh, Facebook ads were getting us the leads we wanted much, much cheaper. And so what we did is we started... Um, we started getting cold traffic to the webinar because it's really hard to get cold traffic to buy a $97 ticket. So instead of sending them straight to the sales page for the tickets, we use the webinar as a lead generator because it's, it's really hard to, to get someone who, you know, doesn't really know you trust you to all of a sudden commit to $97 plus, you know, showing up for a whole day. So it, it requires two huge commitments from people and from cold traffic that can be really tricky. And so, what we do is we basically do cold traffic. I call Facebook ads cold traffic. There's people who are not on our database at that stage. Um, to go to a one-hour webinar. And then the, the people who went on the webinar but didn't buy tickets, as a result, we just retarget them. And we, we retarget them on Facebook. But not only that, we also, um, we also send them email follow-ups. And the same sequence is, you know, grab your discount coupon, get a 50% discount. So we do the, the email follow-up a lot. So that's with cold traffic. And we found that um, when it came to targeting people who we were going to target, uh, we found that when we target we targeted people based on their interest uh, was much more effective than when we targeted people based on their demographics. So, um, for example, I know that Alex Jones, are you familiar with Alex Jones? Mm -hmm. Yes. So Alex Jones tends to have Harry Dent on his show quite often. And they seem to, uh, although Harry Dent is not a conspiracy theorist, um, he doesn't want to be labeled as one either, but Alex Jones 
tend to really tends to really support Harry Dan's view. So he's kind of helped Harry build a following through his show. And so um and so we started targeting the fans of Alex Jones, right? Now, can I stop you right there, actually? So you're going in and targeting interests, which is Alec Jones. How come or have you try, tried doing lookalike audiences of those that have attended the event before? And is that not working out as well as just targeting those interests? Oh, yeah. So we do we do both. So we for warm traffic, when we start emailing them for up, so there are people who registered to the webinar that probably watched the webinar or didn't watch the webinar, but we know they were interested. We know they uh, signed up. But then we do lookalike audiences and retargeting on Facebook. Mm-hmm. But so those lookalike audiences are probably getting a better cost per opt-in than the interest audience, though, I'm guessing. Yeah, so the cost per lead goes right down, right down. Right, right. Um, but it's still not enough in terms of volume for us to fill events. You need a lot of volume. Um, so uh, lookalike audiences is is fine, but you, you need to test more and to really scale your campaigns. Mm-hmm. So uh, in order to scale our campaigns, we also have to – to kind of fish uh, in a in a bigger pond, I guess, uh, which is people who um, might not have um, the same interests as the as the people on the on the webinar, like not the same as lookalike audiences, but but other audiences, and we found that it worked just as well. Um, right. So one one sorry one more quick question. Yeah, sure. How far in advance of the um, event are you starting running these Facebook ads in the webinar like when was is the webinar like three weeks four weeks mm. before the event right so in order to fill a tour fill an event we it usually takes us six weeks from start to finish okay so the the first um the first two weeks is basically the webinar um and promoting the webinar so that's two weeks of promoting the webinar and in the last four weeks we've probably you know at that stage we've built a big list we have a big lookalike audience and then we'll start um selling just tickets so the first two weeks is basically list building and the and the last four weeks is basically ticket selling okay yeah and uh, and something that really got initially if i look at my ads now here uh, just bear with me because i want to make sure i give you accurate numbers um, that'd be great or while you're looking there just in general when you guys are sitting down planning out okay let's fill this event what is the ad spend amount that is ready to go into filling this event with 150 people so what we do is we first figure out well what's the cost per lead? And then we reverse engineer. So what's the cost per lead? So initially, uh, our cost per lead, I'm just looking here, uh, we, we, it was as high as $23, so $23.90 at some point. Um, and so then we figure that out, and then what we do is we optimize, optimize, optimize to really minimize the cost per lead. So we reverse engineer. So first, we, we just throw money at a campaign. So let's say yeah. $1,000 to figure out our numbers. What are we dealing with? Uh, cost per lead. So you'll have usually the first campaign, you'll have a huge cost per lead. And usually that's when people stop because they get horrified. Ah, oh, you know. Yeah, I'm not going to pay $20 for a lead. You know? Um, and so people stop there because it scares them. Uh, so what we do is we throw a bit of money, like really a small percentage of our whole budget. So if our whole budget is maybe $50,000, we'll probably throw something as little as 2000 3000 just to get the cost per lead. And then uh, we'll optimize and optimize and optimize. So 
we, we to keep on getting the cost down. So we went from $23 per lead to $4.44. So I'll, I'll send you screenshots of all that so you know that um, I'm not making these numbers up. So, the, you know, the cost per lead was $23.90 initially, then it went right down. The The minimum we, we spent for Harry's leads is $4.44 per lead. And so what what we did, we found that, you know, as as you – as you optimize, you find that things work much better than other things. So we found that newsfeed ads work much, much better than right-hand side ads and, you know, the right column side ads. We found that desktop ads, oh, sorry, uh, mobile uh, ads perform much better than desktop ads. And it's no surprise. I think there's about 80% of Facebook users who just check Facebook on their mobile phone. So, it's, I mean, it's not surprising what I'm saying. Um, but you kind of educate yourself on what's working better and, and you have a better understanding of audiences, audiences that really are inclined to Harry then related stuff, some that are not completely. So you optimize and optimize. So really the key to going from like $23 per lead to $4 per lead is micromanaging the campaigns. People, the mistake people make is they set up one hit wonders, one ad, fingers crossed, it chews up the budget in no time because Facebook loves money, right? That's what it is. And and this is the nature of the, of the monster, really. And, and then they get horrified and stop there and say, you know, Facebook didn't work for me. Whereas the first campaign that you set up, first of all, should have multiple ads within that campaign. You cannot have one-hit wonders because that's a, a recipe for just chewing up your budget. And then mm-hmm. optimizing, optimizing, and really micromanaging the process, really micromanaging. And I, I hate the word micromanaging. I always tell people never micromanage. But for Facebook advertising and any sort of media buying, you absolutely have to um, to micromanage everything. And so what we did is we used a tool called Leads Tunnel. So Leads Tunnel is a tool, it's a software, it's a third-party tool that allows you to capture someone's name and email as soon as they click on the call to action of the ad straight to your autoresponder. So when you want to generate leads with, with Facebook, usually what Facebook does is it when people click on the ad, it saves that name and email into a spreadsheet. And, you know, people usually don't download the spreadsheet, don't upload the names and emails into their autoresponder. Um, so Lease Tunnel is a great tool that basically cuts out the middleman. It takes these names and emails uh, completely uh, straight to your autoresponder and then take these leads into sort of email sequence. You nurture them with content, call to actions, content, call to actions. And so that really um, made a possibly really uh, much, much lower because as, as soon as we had a click, it was a lead. Um, so that really, really helped. And, um, and something else that we did, uh, we found that Newsfeed ads that have a lot of social proof, that had a lot of, you know, comments and shares and likes, um, just just perform better because people tend to follow other people's actions. So if you see a post which is really an ad in your newsfeed that has like a thousand shares, a thousand likes, or whatever, for some reason people tend to look at it in more detail, thinking, oh, what's this whole buzz about? I don't know if you've ever come across that where you've yeah, looked at totally. a, you've looked at an ad a bit more closely because, you know, it seemed like What's all that about it? Exactly, exactly. And I thought, well, how can we do that? How can we do that so um to get more people involved in this ad without of course spending a lot of money because people will say, well just 
pour more money and you'll get that engagement, right? Because you'll have more reach and you have more engagement. But it can be really costly to get engagement from countries like the US, UK, Australia, where there's a lot of competition, you know, and engagement can be costly in, in competitive um, markets. So what we did is we showed the ad, I know it's crazy, but we showed the ad to less expensive countries first, and they weren't our target market, right? They, they weren't our target market, and we never planned to sell anything to that. But, you know, you, you can get like, a, a like on a Facebook post for like a cent, right? It costs nothing, right? So Because no one advertises in these countries. That's just how it is. So, you know, like countries like Egypt, India. Um, so uh, we just did that. And knowing that, of course, you know, this is not going to give us any ROI because we, we're not targeting these countries. The event is happening in Australia, but it gave us that social proof. So then we go to the back end and switch the targeting. So all of a sudden, the first yeah. ad people see is like an ad that has like, I don't know, 10,000 likes. And that really, really helped us, that, that social proof. And, so and you, had, no, you yeah. literally noticed a difference when you did that. Oh, huge, huge, because people tend – to follow other people's actions. And I, and I just noticed myself, wow. when I look at a, a Facebook news feed um, and, and I see posts that have a lot of engagement, I'm like, what the hell? What's happening here? Why is this such, you know, why is this so good, you know? And so I look so, at it and I'll click on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what about comments that aren't in English? Does, do you go through and clear those out or so, how do you handle those? So when, when you set up the targeting, you put in, you set up the targeting English. in these countries, but English, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. That's an awesome idea, Karina. Well, so do you do you. that for all of your clients and does it work? It works when it's appropriate, yeah, and when I have the um, the green light because for for Harry, then the great thing about Harry and why I love him so much is he he's, he doesn't give me limitations. Says do whatever it takes. I don't care. You know, you're the marketing guy. Fill up. I, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm the economist. Don't ask me stuff like that. He doesn't want to know. So I I kind of have the freedom with other customers. You know, you always have to have the green light, and and people have their reasons for not wanting to follow my strategy which is fine you know um we'll just execute what they're happy with this is not a problem uh with some other clients that we have they just give us the green light and we go crazy right i'm um, so totally yeah. gonna try this on a client of mine that i haven't done karina i love it thank you um okay cool so let's talk about that email sequence so um, you get them into the email sequence. They still haven't bought from you. Can you kind of paint out what that looks like and, and kind of the conversion rate on those? Uh, yes, I'm off the top of my head. I don't know the, the conversions, but um, I would have to, to check into the autoresponder emails. But we found that seven in general, seven touches, usually you get the sale. Um, so if within seven touches, the, the the person hasn't unsubscribed. You haven't pissed them off. Sorry for the expression. You haven't upset them. Uh, well, there's they usually have a, sort of an objection there that obviously our emails hasn't answered because if you haven't unsubscribed, you're still happy to receive this. You've opened all our emails, so you've had these seven touches. You know who we are. At that stage, we kind of know well there's an objection there something hasn't been answered um so it's literally a question of picking up the phone and you have to have a phone sales team and i know that a lot of online businesses they, you know they they go online and they have an online business because they don't want to 
be picking up the phone. It's the last thing they want to be doing. They have an online business to avoid doing that stuff. Right? Right, right. And so that's, that, that's why um, the companies that do have a sales team perform so much better than any other online business. I mean, I, I can tell you numbers from a, a company, uh, an amazing company. They make, they make millions of dollars. It's um, a six-pack shortcuts. There, yeah, there you go, six-pack shortcuts. So it's a fitness company. And, um, and it's, they have a huge YouTube channel, uh, millions of followers, very, very successful. But they also have a sales team, a phone sales team. And so basically they they pick up the sales that weren't made online, they pick them up on the phone. And so people who don't do that, they're just leaving a lot of money on the table. That's really what's happening. Because yeah. some people yeah. have like objections that you couldn't even imagine in your wildest imagination. Things you couldn't even think of. You always think like I'm answering all the objections. You always think you are, but you're not. And you discover some of the craziest objections just by picking up the phone and speaking to people. And, and some people, their object could be, you know, I'm scared of putting my credit card on, on online, which is fine. It's completely legit, legitimate. So um, it could be things like that. So if after seven touches, nothing has happened, then obviously just, you know, pick up the phone. We're lucky we've set up a phone sales team now that can do that. But a lot of people leave a lot of money on the table. And, and that's really what's happened now with online businesses and the new trend now. Everyone's talking about online sales funnel and, you know, um, selling on autopilot because you have these funnels. And if they haven't clicked on this email, they get that triggers that email and this and that and this and that. But at the end of the day, nothing sells like a human who picks up the phone and just reassures the person. Um, nothing They're real and legit. Like Let me interrupt you real quick. When you ask, I'm guessing you ask for that phone number just in that initial sign up for the webinar form or how, when, when do you go about asking for that phone number? And I'm guessing it's optional or? Yes. So you, you don't want to, you don't want to affect your opt-in rate out there. So it's a really, it's a, it's a cash 22. So you want to capture that phone number for sure, because you've got a sales team, um, that you know could uh, pick up some sales on the phone and you want to feed your, your offline sales team as well with leads, with phone numbers, because without a phone, they can't do much. Um, so you, you do mm -hmm. ask for their phone number, but you don't make it a prerequisite because that can really lower uh, the, um, the, the opt-in rate. Or you can make it uh, compulsory. And, and usually the people who don't want to be called, they're going to put a fake number anyway there. You know, someone who really right. wants to access the information, you're asking them for their phone number. They don't want to be called, but they want the information. Uh, they'll put a fake number there anyway. So it doesn't affect that much, uh, really. Um, and, and that's really great. You know, and, and a lot of a lot of emails now, um, they, they're just not getting delivered. I mean, they, first, um, there was the problem with emails going to spam. So that's one problem with email marketing. A lot of emails go to spam, you know, the spam filters are really high. Um, so that's one problem. But also, emails don't actually get delivered. Like um, a lot of systems, I don't want to point fingers, but a lot of email marketing <laughs> systems, uh, you know, they just don't deliver to hotmail addresses, for example. And the amount of people who have hotmail addresses, you know, it's, it, it can be really tricky for email marketers like us. So uh, you have to find another way to touch base with people. And, and because and because a lot of people don't phone their customers because they don't have physical people, uh, who, who, they don't have physical offices, they don't have 
salespeople, um, they leave a lot of money on the table, which is great because it's an amazing opportunity for others who don't do that and who do hire people to be on the phone. So it's a huge opportunity. The, the, the problem is like we, we've been brainwashed by these online marketers saying, you know, funnels and funnels this and funnels that. And, mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, you can have a hundred funnels with your emails don't get delivered. Um, you know, that all goes to way. So you have to have both really. That's what I'm saying. You should definitely have both. Wow. Um, let me ask you one more question. So the event is in Australia. Do you target when you're running ads, are you targeting all of Australia and then maybe in like the last week you target that particular city or are you always targeting all of Australia or how how are you doing that? So for high caliber people like Harry Dan, who's in the media all the time, he's on the radio all the time, people will Mm -hmm. travel to him. So we, Mm -hmm. we pretty much... Uh, target whole of Australia because we know that his foes will actually travel for him. Like he travels all the way from America. People will travel uh, interstate to see him. So we do that. But for like less, less famous people. So people are not famous where people won't necessarily travel to see them, but they'll see them if they're local, then we'll actually target locally. So it's really case by case. I can't really generalize because it's really case by case. Well, you know, you have to see, well, who am I dealing with? Um, You know, does this person have a big following? Are are they famous in their industry? Do do they have like brand evangelists who, you know, travel really, really far to see him? Uh, you just you have to kind of play it by ear. When I first got the Harry Denton account, I I didn't know what I was dealing with. You know, I don't follow economists. Um, I, I certainly didn't follow him. So I kind of mm-hmm. had to study his following. What do they do? So I would go to the events. I would listen to what people were asking. Um, I would see their reaction when Harry would walk in the door, you know, I, you know, are they starstruck? Are they not starstruck? So, you know, um, yeah. because that plays a huge, huge role. You know, you can, you can use that in your marketing. If people get starstruck because, you know, he's got a big name in the industry, then you can use that, you know, make it really exclusive. So we found that a lot of people were pretty starstruck that he had a big strong following because he had been in the media a lot on radio in big shows like um like you know the alex jones show and and so we said we started selling also vip tickets right vip tickets you know you know, get to spend an hour with harry having a private lunch with him and right. we wouldn't have been able to do that for someone who didn't have that sort of following that sort of fans because we would have looked pretty silly if you know we said someone who didn't have such a strong following you know have a one-hour lunch with that person um so you you kind of have to play it by ear you have to really study the avatar first wow wow well karina i have taken up so much of your time today but you gave us a lot of really awesome secrets so before you go i'm going to turn the time over to you um tell us how to find you and anything else you want us to know well, there's a lot of training. I like sharing my training with people on my blog. So every 10 days, I release a new training. So there's nothing to buy, nothing to opt into. It's just pure training. Um, so it's on socialmediaworldwide.com forward slash blog. So for people who just want to learn more about um, about social media marketing, the, the mistakes to avoid, what's working right now, the new trends to jump on, etc. cetera, uh, socialmediaworldwide.com forward slash blog. Awesome. Well, thank you again for being a guest on the show.
was super interesting, right? I really enjoyed interviewing her and I learned, I learned a few tricks. Did you hear that trick where she goes out and basically gets really inexpensive people to like and comment on an ad before she starts running it in the United States? Well, I was trying to fill a live event for a client of mine. So I went and tried that. I had mixed results. For most of the ads, actually, Facebook outsmarted me and would not run it with all of the super inexpensive likes and comments. So it didn't really work out for me. I'm still doing some testing, but that did not work. So if you guys go out and try it, it's I actually think it's a really good idea. Go give it a try. And if it works for you, definitely let us know. But it did not work for me. Um, and Facebook changes all the time. So I'm sure it worked for Karina at the time of this recording. But because Facebook is always changing, maybe they've caught on to that, to that little thing. The other thing that I noticed was the likes and the comments weren't necessarily uh, that supportive of the live event. They didn't really apply. Um, so so kind of mixed reviews, but that's what this online marketing thing is all about. It's always changing and you always just got to test to see what's going to work for your market. So again, we tried it. It didn't work. I'm sure it works for Karina, but let us know what your results are. Before you sign off, I'm going to again remind you to Join the Ultimate Traffic and Leads Resource Membership Program at www.trafficandleadsmembership.com. 50 bucks a month, we hold your hand through this whole complicated thing because we've got it worked out. I've been doing it for 10 years. I have a team of 10 that can totally help you out. Yes, I guess I'm saying 10 a lot today. And second of all, make sure you check out my blog, oneclicklindsay.com. I do tons of free stuff over there as well. Lots of videos, lots of uh, tutorials, lots of articles. Make sure you join us over there. So that should about wrap us up for today. Have a fabulous week. Bye.